42 days until Christmas, and uh, to get us in the mood, we got something special from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, which is, they always put on a great Christmas show. The Ghost of Christmas Eve, the best of TSO and more. We're going to send you wherever you want to go to see them perform their new Christmas special. Could be down in New Orleans, could be down in Orlando, uh, but we want to get you registered to win right now by texting today's magic word. The keyword is orchestra. Text that to 95819, 95819, the keyword orchestra, and uh, we'll get you signed up. This is a great deal. Round trip airfare, three nights hotel, a plus a $1,000 gift card for your holiday shopping, and, of course, the, the tickets. But you get to choose which concert you see. All of this provided by Wild Child Touring, so sign up right now. Um, checking the uh, futures all in the red right now. The market's trending lower in after-hours trading and in advance of the opening bell. Uh, as Moody's Investment Services uh, moved to take a step toward downgrading America's creditworthiness. They haven't exactly done that yet, but they, they did uh, before Friday's, I should say after Friday's close, uh, change the outlook for our nation's debt to negative. What exactly does that mean? How much does it raise the prospects that our borrowing costs could be going up? Who better to ask than David Sowerby, Managing Director of Portfolio Manager at Ancora of Bloomfield Hills. Hey, David. Good morning, Guy. So, a negative outlook. I mean, hasn't every American had a negative outlook on our ability to balance the budget for oh, the last 50 years? What exactly does this mean? I think twice in the last 60 years or so, we've had an annual surplus. Once at the end of the Clinton administration, I think back once at uh, in the Nixon years. And here we go. We shouldn't be surprised. Fitch downgraded the U.S. debt to AA plus in the summer. S&P, Standard & Poor's, did it in 2011. This is just a simple reflection of, of the mounting interest payments that in the next three to four years, we'll be spending more on interest payments than we will on national defense. A couple of years later, we'll be spending more on interest payments than we are on, on uh, non-defense discretionary spending in the annual budget. This is a reflection of not being able to manage your fiscal house at the same time that interest rates have gone higher and the cost of borrowing has gone up. And here's the uh, very likely and maybe deservedly so outcome for the for the U.S. Treasury. And, and the, the agency also cited, um, Dave, that it's continued political polarization with the U.S. Congress and points to uh, large fiscal deficits and a decline in debt affordability. That, that's it, Lloyd. Whether it's uh, stock market investors or rating agencies, we don't like uncertainty and uh, political divide and the inability to get your fiscal house in order creates uncertainty. And here we go. You get the debt downgrade or potential downgrade by Moody's after seeing it by, by Fitch. And it's no different than when I'm analyzing a stock or a bond for how much interest is uh, taking up of a company's cash flow, profits and sales. And when that interest payments are too high because companies can't manage their balance sheet, 
you, you don't want to be an owner. And here we go. This is a challenge for the, the U.S. government and the U.S. Treasury. David, the IRS uh, released a new inflation-adjusted income tax bracket and standard deduction amounts, but basically the net effect on regular people isn't that much? Probably not. Uh, Minuscule at best. But what we need to do is just keep thinking about politics aside. The, The tax cuts in 2017 were beneficial for households. They were beneficial for business they benefited the economy. Revenues grew. They always do when you when you uh, make incentives you know, more more uh, uh, more uh, enticing to the to business and the consumer. So anything we're doing that on the margin is not going to uh, increase incentives on the tax rates. Dave, Go figure. It's not good for the economy. Dave, the IRS, I understand, also is going to allow uh, flexible spending account participants to save a little more uh, in their account, as well as uh, 401s and IRAs as well. Now, that's that's good policy. Uh, anything that I think promotes savings for what we all aspire to, whether it's retirement, kids' college, maybe a house a little closer to the water than the freeway, that, that's all good what, uh, from a tax policy perspective. So, Sometimes government gets it right. Sadly, too often it gets it wrong. Anything that encourages savings, I'm going to give a big thumbs up to. The new House Speaker is trying to get it right. He is proposing what he calls a laddered approach to these continuing resolutions when it comes to um, making sure that we avoid a shutdown that's coming this Friday unless they uh, find some consensus here. He wants to pass a spending bill that will basically handle the military and some other essentials and then handle it and put the rest of it off until January and then uh, handle the rest of it in, in, in February for the other government uh, departments. Uh, the Senate apparently is working on something. And by the way, uh, the House Speaker's uh, new bills do not include any spending cuts nor aid to Israel. The Senate is going to try to do both of those things with one. Who's got it right? Neither. How's that? We kicked the can down the road, guy, on uh, on 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 what we call spending cuts. The reality is the, the government spending's on automatic pilot. It's going to go up 3 to 4% a year, 5%. And when we say, no, it can't go up 4 or 5%, we can only increase it 2%, they call that a cut. In my household, we don't call that a cut. I mean, that, that's the simple truth behind government spending. And both sides are equally at at risk and at blame for not being able to solve this fiscal crisis why again our interest payments will exceed our spending on defense in about four short years and there's no effective fiscal policy to reduce government spending or anything and they're just barreling toward a shutdown so cool they they should take a a chapter from many states you know michigan's one of them we have a a very strong credit rating. We have to balance our budget every year. Something that's pretty simple, but it's called zero-based budgeting, which is you start at zero and think about what your priorities are mm-hmm. on your spending. It's no different than any household or any business that says, small business that says, here's my budget, here's how I'm going to spend it best, and I'm not going to overspend because if I do, my company gets in trouble same for a household. My household gets in trouble when I overspend and go figure out of the pandemic. 
business balance sheets are, I think, very strong. Household balance sheets are even stronger. It's the government that doesn't get it right. Yeah. So does a, does a deficit commission, we've only got a few seconds left, but does a deficit commission make sense? Is that the only way we can plow through the partisan nonsense? Uh, on paper it does, but you and I have watched this movie long enough that it, it, it has good intentions, but the probability of a good outcome has for too many years been non-existent. Yeah. David, thanks so much. You have a great week at Ancora, Bloomfield sure Hills. We appreciate your insights. Thank you. And then, and then, Lloyd, what were you saying? Vivek Ramaswamy has got a policy that he's going to cut half the federal yes. workforce? That's right, by using the uh, odd or even of your Social Security number. So not trimming the 